Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the OdaFest podcast. Did you know that OdaFest 2022 early bird tickets are now available? You should be heading to OdaFest.com for all those juicy details. By the way, I'm joined today with Jay, Dio, and Angelo. Hello. Hello. The gang's all together again. Finally, I've missed you. We have a full party this time. We have all four. That's a full RPG party. Exactly. All right, everybody, just make sure you don't get hit by any trucks. And bunnies. Now that we're all assembled. You (laughs) Okay, so we're all set for our four-person party for OdaFest 2022, which will be a two-day event rather than our traditional three-day event. And also, in keeping the interests of everyone's health and safety, we'll be requiring that all attendees have masks and be checking for vaccinations as well. Did you know? Panel applications are now open. Game shows, discussions, professing your love for your waifu with an eight-hour block dedicated directly about talking about her. Become a part of the confession. What? Oh, I... I think I liked that, actually. Part of the confession to your waifu. Part of the confession at Odomess.com. You're gonna confess to your waifu? I guess I will re-record that. Panel applications are now open. <gasps> Game shows, discussions, professing your love to your wife with an eight-hour block dedicated directly to talking about her. Become a part of the convention at odafest.com slash panelists. All right, so Genshin waifu panel, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I, in this essay, I will be defending why Kaya is the best boy. Uh, this will be a six-hour panel block. Um, please you make heard sure of you first. bring your notebooks, because there will her. be a test. I would, I would to like to add Zhong Li to the mix, please. No. I will add a four-hour, a forty-eight-hour panel, uh, down-talking both of your panels that are all about how Beto is clearly the best Genshin Goyle. Oh, oh, but what about Ganyu? Yeah, Ganyu's right there. I thought okay, you were Ganyu. Ganyu is cute and all. But Beto is perfect. That's the difference. Okay. That is, that is, uh, you know, I was talking about Kaya, so, you let's, know, I'll accept that. Let's be honest. Amber is triple S <laughs> tier. I kind of wonder, I kind of wonder how visceral a reaction our listeners just got from hearing you say that. Amber is Yeah, we've started a fight, effectively, in, in, the, character. In, the, in, the, in the comment section now. Yep. S tier, uh, more like best tier. <laughs> oh. See the way you play because nice. if you play Amber, that means you're t- God Gear gamer who doesn't need help. You just exactly. play Amber hard is mode. basically hard mode. Yeah, oh. I y'all so built crazy, a built better gamer. Understandable. So okay. My my argument uh, for Amber is that if you're Amber, you get Eula's undying love. Mm, this is true, and for Amber. I mean, I mean, for Eula, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I would tolerate just about anything for, mm-hmm. for Eula. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So on that Not note. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think our panel team is going to approve a 48-hour uh, 
panel about just one girl. But honestly, like waifu wars, if someone was like, we have 48 waifus and only one will come out on top, it is up to the audience to vote for who wins and who loses the title of best girl. A panel like that would probably get like absolutely. Uh, I think that panel's already existed before, so. Yeah, I'm like, I feel like that's already been done before, and I feel like people enjoy that kind of stuff. Like, that stuff is fun and interactive, and. That's that's what a uh, community panels are all about, right? It's about getting the community together and 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 talking about the things we all have in common or the things we don't, like taste in anime girls. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Visceral wars. I I foresee this. Oh, I that's that crazy. crazy. Aloy is in Hor- from Hyrule <laughs> from Horizon Zero yes, Dawn. Yes, yes, she is. Aloy I kept from on Horizon seeing Zero that Dawn name. Is in Genshin Impact. I yep. kept on seeing that name yep. around Genshin. I don't play Genshin. When I said something about Amber, I totally was looking stuff up and trying to trigger people. Yeah, you were googling. You went to a you were sure But literally, I saw Aloy. I was bottom. just like, that looks familiar because I've been playing through Horizon Zero. I'm trying to finish it. Because uh, I've have a hankering for finishing um, some of my AAA games, and I was like, you know, I was like Alo is a pretty unique name, but I was just like, maybe they just copped it anyways, because it's like it's it'd be like the second Aloy, and it's not like there's other characters and games that aren't a- named like Amber or whatever other names. So I was just like, oh, no. oh maybe they never did. No, it's an actual collab. No, it's it's it's, it's actually Aloy. Aloy. That's She's a wild. cryo bow user. Everybody got her for free. She was an anniversary gift. That's cool. Yeah. Absolutely great. I mean, I but, still don't uh, care about Genshin Impact. That's the real trigger. But uh But the the, <laughs> the, the concept of a of a free crossover character yeah. is cool. Yeah. You got to get your welfare characters. Uh, a gotcha without welfare characters is what? what is even going on here? It's I mean, interesting. I, I they, certainly... they can't pilfer your wallet if they don't give you an incentive to want to have the wallet in the first place. It's true. And I certainly appreciate when, like, there are a couple of YouTubers who keep popping up on my feed that they actually do reviews and build suggestions for characters based on whether you're a free-to-play player or if you're a whale. I like that. Yeah. Exactly. So you can figure out how to play the game according to your budget or lack thereof or Mm -hmm. wish to not have thereof. And Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. way, if you want to enjoy Mm -hmm. the gotcha, Mm -hmm. you can enjoy the gotcha. Well, Mm -hmm. not only that, like there's... There's the easy mode of just being like, okay, I have this, I have this five star character. I'm gonna put the five star weapon on them in the five star artifacts. But uh, that's not always the optimal way. There's certain characters where, uh, if they have like the four star weapon because of its stats or its abilities, it just works better for that character's kit than yep. some of the five star kit weapons mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, but, but. Getting into the math and the spreadsheets of Genshin could also be a panel all of its own. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Microsoft Excel, mm-hmm. Honestly, the game, would, would, the panel. I that feel would probably like, be a pretty, uh, pretty popular panel. Not I feel lie. like we could easily name a segment like that, something on the lines of an appreciation for Excel, the Genshin edition. Yes. Oh, Thanks. Uh, I will be taking notes and jotting that down. Uh, yoink my panel idea now. Excellent. I will be there. I will co-host with you. Perfect. Oh, my God. Perfect. All these all these panel ideas we're getting are getting scooped up immediately. What are some of the panels that you guys have run in the past? 
Oh, so, I've run tons of panels. I, mm -hmm. I suppose that I will start while everyone else starts thinking up what they want to say. So my favorite <laughs> panel in the past that I ran with Dio was mm -hmm. Foul Bachelor Frog Bingo. Ugh. And it was absolutely glorious. Dealing with that old, dead, tired meme of that green frog doing disgusting things. Like cooking macaroni in the same pot for like two or three weeks in a row. What? Uh, who wouldn't? Who? It just adds, it's adding flavor. No. Flavor no, no, to no. the macaroni. Uh-uh. But, like, if you did something that was described on the meme, and that was on your on your bingo sheet, then uh, then eventually you could get a bingo, and you could be the most disgusting person in the panel, and you could win candy. And that was an amazing panel to run. Admit your uh, sins you, for candy. The game. The yeah. Best, the best part. The best part about this panel was we ran it, like, three or four times over the course of two years. Uh -huh. So we got to like, we got to see our audience grow and become more disgusting over time. And that was just so wonderful. Wow. It was both wonderful and horribly cursed. Mm -hmm. It's, it's certainly a bonding experience. Yeah. I mean, everybody would come and just be honest about just the nasty things that they had done. I learned things about my friends that I did not want to know. Oh golly! And, and that's isn't that what that's what friendship is all about? The real friendship was the the uh, the, the 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 mental damage uh, and psychological torture we were dealt along the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dio and I have definitely bonded over some weird stuff. Mm hmm. And that's what the best friendships are made out of. Love you. I love you too. <laughs> Absolute um, obviously I've done voice acting panels which is always a kick because we'll do things like hey we have a script we wrote it um, or I should say my partner wrote it I have no idea what's going on I'm Nancy I'm just going to help read and then we, we source people out of the audience to come up and read and I have no idea where the script is supposed to go because I wasn't shown the script ahead of schedule and it kind of flies off the rails once people start hitting the lines that have no direction, so you're just allowed to say it however you want. Oh, no. Yeah, it just becomes, like, an actual disaster anime. And it's which amazing. Which sounds wonderful. It's amazing. Some great performances come out of it, and people have come up and asked us for recordings of it, and we're like, oh, God, we didn't hit the record button. Well, we'll learn the lesson for next time. <laughs> and the lessons were never You're learned. basically just hosting ghost stories, the panel. <laughs> yes, that's wonderful. That actually is wonderful. Like that kind of fun community stuff is is always like really enjoyable. Mm. I know, like I've I've done so. I was a panelist for a, a very very long time. That was my favorite thing to do was to host panels. Um, and so I often did cosplay panels. Those were the panels I did the most, which is like mm -hmm. you sit down and you share what you've learned or you share techniques. And, you know, people, tons of people go to conventions or cosplayers. Like they want to learn how to make props and how to sew and how to, you know, do all of these little tricks and, and things that people have picked up over decades of, of trial and error and doing all kinds of freaky things in their closet to make their, their, their anime waifu dress up work out and that stuff was always fun for me because you get to be involved with the community and you get to like 
also show off things that you're proud of, which is cool, and you get to help other people learn from your mistakes. Um, I've also done fandom panels, like where you have like meetups to to talk about your favorite random obscure series. Like we used to do uh, Toho Project meetups for the really really old uh, gamers out there. We used mm-hmm. to do those, and mm-hmm. um, those were really fun. And and man, I remember I'm... one of them at Odafest Light turned into the Toho Fighting Game Tournament. Yeah, oh, it boy. did. It was great. It was amazing. It was just a meetup panel that turned into, while all the Toho friends, you know, all the people who are a fan of this uh, this series are in the same room, we've got a laptop set up, we've got, you know, controllers, we've got a, a, a projector, let's play the fighting game, let's all play it. We've all played it, let's play it and have some fun, and it ended up being just a really fun little meetup pa- meet panel. Those are, those are the kind of things that I, I miss from, like, conventions. Uh, like, I, I, I love getting to meet people who like the same thing that you do mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. oh i also remember one of the forum meetup panels again at odafest light this is way back back when there there was an odafest forum and uh because it was odafest light because it was around the holidays there was like a, a gift exchange and i can't remember who gave the gift or who got the gift but it resulted in them picking away at a ball of packing tape the size of a watermelon <laughs> For like an hour and a half, and I can't remember what was inside of it. Yeah, I also don't remember, remember, but I do remember the ball of tape. All I remember was this person picking away at the ball of tape for the entire meetup, and eventually they got their prize. They got the thing at at the middle of it. Holy cow, that's dedication. It was great. Yep. And sometimes, I mean, that's the fun thing about events like Secret Santa and, and what have you is like, there's always the person who puts a box inside of a box and it's like this awful Matryoshka doll from just, just like the the UPS packing dumpster that just never ends. And, you know, that's kind of the fun. The the, the, the reward isn't the present. It's, it's reaching the bottom of the boxes. <laughs> Although I will say that, like, it's only fun if, maybe one person does it but if like six people in a group of 30 do it it gets oh, tiring that's the worst because then it just never ends like everyone is unpacking and they're miserable yeah see the the way around that is you you make a rule where no one can do it but you make like uh the the the, the thing that we used to do was we would make the, the the group prize, which is that there somebody puts a prize like or the the gift in in several boxes and it's all matryoshka and what have you, and each person gets to unwrap one layer, and the person who unwraps the last layer keeps the prize. Oh wow, I've seen something similar. It was like a ball of elastic bands, so not nearly as bad, but the requirement was that you had to. You had to unknot them. And some of them were, were knotted up and twisted up, like, on purpose, obviously. And, like, there were little treats sort of hidden throughout the layers. So once you hit one or once one fell off, you had to pass it off to someone. Oh, that's kind of cute and fun. And that way everyone kind of gets something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cute. Um, I think yeah. that one was done with, uh, what are those little gummies that they have originally or sorry individually packed anyway those were like interspersed throughout this giant ball of elastic bands that's so cool it must have taken so long to put it together yeah like a lot of work 
I remember. I think I, at work one year we did the we did the Matryoshka box thing where with the with the wrapping paper and what sometimes what they would do is randomly interspersed between the layers would be like gift cards and mm. things like that so that you know that. more than one person would get a prize which was kind of cool. I was Aww. there. I got. A, I actually got a twenty five dollar gift did. card. Yes. Uh, Dio Aww. got a hundred dollar gift card. I did. Oh. Yeah, you're right. I did. I got a hundred dollars. Bala bala. We made out like bandits. We made out like bandits that year. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even work there. I just showed up. Yeah, for the you food. were there as the, the the spouse attending the company Christmas party. But it was a it was a cool experience. Nice. Ah. Oh. Speaking of holidays and mm-hmm. and the fact that I mean we're in November. You know, holiday time is also vacation time. Did we the, have, it's uh, the end of the year. Make sure to use your PTO. Yeah, use it or lose it, and make sure you don't lose it. So use it. But I've heard. Uh, uh, has anyone in this group been uh, been been using their PTO or taking so, time off and things like that? You, you asked that. I've been home for the last two weeks because I took vacation. I took nice. time off, which is good. I, I had a week off between jobs. Does that count? Not really. Yeah, that counts. That's a vacation. Well, it's not really PTO. Yeah. It's not paid, but you know, it's also important because a lot of jobs, like when you switch jobs, oftentimes they 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 won't even let you take the break in between. Like you you finish at one on Friday and you start at the the new one on the Monday, and they won't let you take like a, a little bit of breather time. So it's uh, it's good that she may ensured that you had a, va- a little bit of vacation between positions. It helped that they have a very regimented and scheduled like set of onboarding. So you just start on the week that they start onboarding and it just so happened that I had a week between. So I was very happy about that. That's, nice. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. But, uh, over my over my time off, I basically did nothing. I just chilled out, uh, took care of whatever chores that I needed to. Uh, Dio's birthday was over the break, so Yay. I got to enjoy that without having to worry about going back to work. Yeah, which is always fun. Yay! Yeah. What about you, Jay? Did you do any vacationing? I went out to the mountains. And then I came back. <gasps> nice. The mountains. Nice. That's two things. You went someplace and you came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine returning <laughs> alive from vacation. Couldn't be me. <laughs> Could oh, not be goodness. me. Yeah, just a little weekend uh, away. I've been, uh, so it was nice. A little weekend getaway is good, though. Like, mm-hmm. that's always good. Yeah. What'd you get up to up I've, in the mountains? Yeah, you gotta tell us about it. I uh, went to La Hot Springs out in BC, and Ooh, we stayed at a resort that springs. had like these townhouses, which were quite nice. And the mm. resort area also had hot tubs, which were arguably better than the actual hot springs, just because they were like a little bit more private and like the the environment was a little bit more controlled. But you know, mm-hmm. on the whole, there was uh, good times and. You know, it was relaxing, and there was good food, and just, yeah, got to chill. Haven't gone on a vacation, a real break vacation for since I went to Japan, so that would have been at least 2019. Um, Oof. Damn. And I mean, even this isn't like, it's not like the mountains are that far away from us. BC is not that far away from us, depending on which area you go to, but like... It's still but nice. It's a, it's a nice weekend trip. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice to kind of just like disconnect and know that you have just dedicated time to go 
enjoy and relax and stuff Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about going to work the next day or or whatever else. I know I've been using, um, I've always had this problem and I think a lot of people my age and, and younger can probably relate, but I've either never had PTO to use um, or, you know, by the time uh, I have the opportunity to use it, I'm, I'm moving on elsewhere. Um, so I made sure um, to use some of my, my PTO this year, mm-hmm. which has been uh, pretty good. So, you know, I never, obviously like traveling hasn't really been a thing, um, but you know, I took a couple days off for my birthday, which Yay. was really fun. Cause it's always nice to just get to enjoy your special day doing like fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took a couple days off this week. So I get to have sort of like an extended long weekend type of thing. And it's good. I'm, I, I see, I'm understanding why so many places like where, whether it's school or work or, you know, you talk to any kind of like professional service they tell you that like you need to like make time for you. You need to like use your vacation time. You need to take breaks. I'm really understanding that that like yeah, you feel when you're when you're not worried about when you can next have a break, you 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 don't get stressed out or burnt out as quickly. Mm-hmm. You feel more rested, and then when you go back to work or school or whatever it is you're doing, you 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 really do feel like ready to go back and 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 be focused and productive again. It's nice. That's the thing I miss most about school. The fact that there's always a scheduled break in the middle of the semester somewhere and that when the semester ends, you get a few weeks off. Yeah, because people like really need that. Like it's it's I'm I'm kind of learning like as I, you know, go through like professional life things that like when you complete a big project or, or like a really critical task that you care about, mm-hmm. like you need time to decompress after that like after you're done midterms at school you need you need time to decompress after all of that studying and all of that testing and all that work you need like you need break time and you don't really necessarily get that mm-hmm. when you uh, in, in the in in the work world and like just in general like you might not necessarily get that in life period but, I but people need that break yeah i miss yeah, that too me too can, can, can we bring that back to like to like Adults, yes, it's called hood. being a teacher. If you follow that career True. path, you will get that. How about we make it a global thing? Like, how about during the holidays, you know, we what have special you? holiday Some hours kind where of things are only open three days a week. Yes. I like that. Three if days that is week. what it takes for me to get three-day work weeks and 3 p.m. siesta naps, oh, yeah. yes. 3 p.m. is definitely I when I start struggling. It's like, wow, my brain suddenly no. hit a wall. It's going, oh, right, it's 3 Back o'clock. to the orphan okay. crushing machine with you. <laughs> right? It's like, get back to work. Yeah. The old uh, Odafest motto. <laughs> it's true. Quick, Haunting us even outside of Odafest. <laughs> this, 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 this capitalist hellscape cannot be allowed to continue. I don't know. I can't do it, do it anymore. I need to join some kind of death game that'll pay out like $2 billion or something. Ah, uh, yes. And perhaps a, a game that I could play while learning the Korean language? Ooh. Actually, sounds... there was... So, Jay, you finally <laughs> finished Squid Game. Yes. Yes. But Are we allowed to spoil to that, Before I get to... No, before we get on to me finishing it and talking about like the end part of it, 
I watched a video because like I, I, I don't watch a lot of Korean content, but I watch like an okay amount where there's like uh, candid like Korean conversation in it, um, like unscripted conversation. I haven't picked up a lot of in terms of like words but like or, or like like I'm not learning the language in uh, like a like a standardized setting but I am learning it in sort of like a you know I'm just picking up uh, picking up like a lot of like tonal uh, uh, like like inferring tone and inferring like you know subtext of, okay. of, of words or whatever and there is like something about like knowing what they're talking about in Korean and how it doesn't really match up with like the English subtitles because it's like oh yeah there's some really mm. weird like I don't know nuances and yeah things like, like nuances that. yeah, yeah like, just yeah. like I, I can speak of to a couple of things like that so yeah. w one one thing I want to point out is the way that you're like like picking up language by just listening to it and kind of understanding tones like that's actually the best way to learn language mm -hmm. and to do language learning because like that's how that's how human children learn to pick up languages right they're mm -hmm. they're able to you can't sit down a, a baby in a classroom and have them take notes on mm -hmm. on verbs and, and nouns mm -hmm. they, they learn by having people speak to them and by having them prattle mm -hmm. and you know by having adults correct them on their their prattling um but it definitely like helps because uh, like I don't I don't speak Korean at all, um, but I have like sort of a, a, a loose kind of understanding of Korean spoken language and, you know, a very loose understanding of Korean pop culture from consuming Korean pop culture. And definitely as a result of picking up some things, there are nuances in the spoken language in and in the interactions between the characters that are definitely lost in the subtitles mm -hmm. because it's, it's because English, it's the, the, the Western culture to... does not have an equivalent. So things like, yeah, um, exactly. It, this happens in like a lot of Asian culture, but like, obviously we're talking about Korean. Yeah, it happens in the anime and manga too, yeah, right? We're talking about like the specific, like sort of Korean setting, like age, uh, respect due to age is a big one. Um, yep. That we d that doesn't translate very well in just subtitle mm -hmm. and just like straight text. Um, the lack of closeness. Yes. Um, as well. Yeah. Or like is one that doesn't translate over well. Things like honorifics, mm -hmm. not necessarily in just like a Mister and Mrs. type of. Um, well. Addressing, yeah, we get that a lot like, in like anime too, where sometimes we get like you know Chan makes it in there, Sensei. Sure, uh, but a lot da -da -da. of that is like. A lot of that is um, still very stylized, whereas like in, in mm -hmm. this kind of show where it's very, I would say it's much more raw in terms of its, its and realistic as yeah. well. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah it's, it's easy a lot to miss less out. and and humorous. You know, mm -hmm. I would it's, it's hard <laughs> maybe, to translate. Maybe it what over. I'm saying is maybe I would love a fan translated version of Squid uh, Game where there's like you know uh, translators notes. <laughs> In my, mm. I, I, I kind of want PL's that too. Yeah. Keikaku means play. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, I, I kind of want that too because, like, a really good example of that, one that's that's really hard mm -hmm. to like 
there's like a specific scene. I remember that there people were discussing it and a, a lot of people kind of didn't understand it. And it's where Ollie. So Ollie is a, a character. He's the best boy. Um, in the, in the show. He is the best he boy. He is the best but boy. But specifically there's, there's aspects of his character that are very specific to Korean culture mm-hmm. um, that I think are missed. If you, cause a lot of people see him and they see that he's, he's a Brown guy, right? He's a, he's an Indian guy from India. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, and a lot Pakistan. of people, if you look at that, well, he's Pakistani. Sorry, thank you. That's an important correction. He's a Pakistani guy from Pakistan. Um, in 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 the story, that's his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you if you view his character from um like a North American lens, um, y- you kind of miss on the, the subtleties of 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 his character. A lot of people, I think, were upset. Um, there's there's a, a couple of scenes where he talks to um, sort of the main antagonist Song Wu. He refers mm-hmm. to him with the term, uh, 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 with with the the the, the ending nim mm-hmm. nim, which is kind of like it's translated as Mister, um, and <laughs> later calls him Hyung, and uh, the they they translate that in the subtitles as Sir. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't it it. It doesn't make sense. Like, so for a lot of people, we're upset because it's like, why is he referring to this guy as sir? Like, that seems kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But it's, and it's not like, well, because really, in Korean, he's yeah. not in Korean. He's not calling him sir. Hyung is a is a a, a term uh, that it literally means brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like it, it, it's a it's a closer it's an expression male. of closeness. Yeah. right. It's a closer a, a clo- specifically. Exactly. It's a uh, closer Hyung, male friendship relationship yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like friend not quite friendship but like it's a, mm. it's a closer male relationship like this is, between bruh this is where so i basically we tell that you song woo was a bro among bros <laughs> and that still happened yes <laughs> like oh and, and that's God, that's I hate him even more. that's and that's exactly the yeah. the reaction that you you are intended to have and, as a listener yeah and and like in complete context, maybe like super big picture, because we know that Ali is uh, Pakistani. He might be an he's illegal, a migrant worker. He's a, he's a migrant worker. He might be an illegal immigrant as well. It's it's implied. Uh, yeah. And you know, obviously, when you're sort of in that situation, like you might not have a lot of people that you are close to in a foreign country. And obviously, exactly. in this extreme situation, he has even fewer people he can trust. So when, you know, Sangwoo finally says like, hey, like, you know, you can stop calling me like boss. Like, not, it's not boss, but it's sort of like, um, like an honor. It's, it's, it's equivalent like, to it's boss. Like, it's like a business, it's, it's, it's a business level of honorific where it's like, like, yeah. like, you know, you think of your, your, your supervisor or manager your C- or something that's how you like, would oh, address CEO. Your CEO. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, like you gotta, you gotta re- treat them with respect, and in English you know, we just respect. sort of this use. Is, this is we're just Mister. Yeah, we just use more like um, polite language and Mister, you know, whoever or Miss whoever. But like in Korean, it's it specifically um, denotes Nim. yeah this bo- like this boss type of person in your uh, relationship. And when they tell you to like, hey, you can drop that level of honorific. It's it, it should That's mean a big something. Deal. Yeah, and uh, generally speaking, that like like that's like a next level of betrayal for Ali because uh, he really didn't have anyone like that in the first place. So, first place, Ugh. and then the first the first when he finally gets one, yeah. you know, it's it's a betrayal in the end, and so that kind of stuff. And like we, my point exactly is like we just talked about that for what five minutes. Mm-hmm, like that's mm-hmm. that's how do you? It's very you intricate. Can't, you, 
you can't sub there's there's no easy way translators to notes that everywhere in and there's no easy way to summarize yeah. that in like a a, a five second subtitle so what you're right? saying is i we need to go back to fan subs fan subs maybe because fan subs are a work of passion they tended to have a lot of great work in them, even if sometimes I agree. they may have lacked like, their own quality. Sometimes they were imperfect or flawed. Yeah, but they tried they a little harder, clunky. almost. Uh, but yeah, yeah, because they wanted to get people. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the whole concept of fan subbing was was like, I'm a really big fan of this thing, so mm. I want you to be able to enjoy and understand about this thing, so that you'll be a fan of it too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yep. in terms of the actual show, uh, I kind of saw a bit of it coming. I wasn't like I I, I remember talking about like last episode because you guys asked me like, oh, who's like best character or whatever, and I still like was rooting for the girl, not because I thought she was the best character, but because she still had a chance to like survive. Uh, spoilers, she didn't make it. Spoilers, most characters don't make it. <laughs> Spoilers, a character that, Indeed, that you is thought how the, didn't how make it the, does the make show it. is structured. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. I, Spoilers for 300, 299 died. Yeah. I feel oh like my God. one But it's big the journey thing that matters. That I was sort of disappointed about was that I was hoping it was a big governmental sort of organization and event because uh, in the archives that the police officer character sort of goes through, there are years, and we're talking about decades worth of information and Mm -hmm. missing persons, uh, presumably, who didn't make it through, right? And because it's sort of just like a bunch of like, you know, it's just a privately operated sort of uh, gladiatorial jerk fest, you know, I was kind of disappointed because it doesn't usually that means like you can't just scrub people from existence. Even people who are yeah. uh, down on, on their luck or whatever still have people that will follow up on them, care about them, that kind of thing. And they just sort of toss them into, you know, the, the fire literally and then just said, oh, yeah, that's good enough. And even though they were picking up a lot of the folks that you could say were, you know, either part of vulnerable populations or just maybe weren't in the government. I say the government size because I, I want it, it from the government's point of view is like, are these people who think, aren't, you know, contributing to their society, right? I think the, the way that I took it or the way that I interpreted it is it's not necessarily like a big government thing, but it is a big business thing. Um, yeah. that, that was the implication that I got. And so it's not so much that the government isn't involved. It's so much as whether they're involved or not, they don't have oversight because the people who stand to make money off of doing these games have more power than even the government. Because there is a very strong implication that not only have these games been going on in South Korea for a long time, but also Potentially around globally, the world. yes. And it's, it's, it's sponsored by by different business people yeah. um, around the world who are looking for a way to, you know, enjoy their, their luxury g- gladiator mm-hmm. games. Um, so the way that I interpreted it is not that the government isn't involved, but rather that the government uh, is tiny and inefficient and almost, you know, 
worthless in the face of these right. giant mega corporations that can do anything. And I think that that makes a lot of sense if you consider sort of like the history of South Korea's development and kind of like the the sort of some some of the underlying pivotal um events that influenced um, the writing of, of Squid Game's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, um, the director and, and writer, he had mentioned... Um, so the main character, uh, uh, Gi-hoon, mm-hmm. his, uh, his sort of backstory is that he used to work for uh, an auto company, and they all got laid off very suddenly, and when they tried to protest, um, the, the company you know, essentially Shut bought off yeah. the, the police to suppress the riots and, and, and really hurt the people. And so he has some sort of lingering post-traumatic stress related to that. And it's it's kind of why he's been going from, you know, dead-end job to dead-end job and why he ends up, you know, gambling so much um, to try and make ends meet. Um, and that was based, the, the director outlined that this is, you know, kind of based on a, on a real event um, where there were mass layoffs in the in the South Korean auto industry from a particularly very large car brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, it not being coming from the government maybe is sort of like tying back into the, the larger think, theme of, of, of corporations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the whole point is that it's reflecting the, the, the zeitgeist of the times. It's not just a Korean thing. It's well, a that's all, that's global thing where it's the, the governments aren't really the bad guy so much anymore whereas it is the larger corporations because in a lot of situations you see these billionaires that seem untouchable uh just off the top of my head like uh jeffrey bezos Mm. uh elon musk Mm. i'm gonna throw bill gates in there because even though he doesn't seem like as much of an asshole as the other ones he kind of used to be no he still sort of is he's just in a different honestly but anyways uh the reality is, like, the, the, the modern zeitgeist is you see these people who have so much money, so many resources, that they become untouchable even from the government. And that's basically the villain of, of, of Squid Game. It's these people who have unlimited funds to do whatever the hell they want. And that's how they get elevated to that villain status, even though you can't even comprehend the 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 scope the scale of everything going on like the amount of money required is more than most governments could do and keep quiet uh and that's reflected in reality just by and not just by any political sides like if if you go by a lot of the conspiracy theories going around right now it's not oh oh the government did it it's no it's bill gates did it it's it's oh it's the it's the George Soroses of the world. It's. I mean, aside it's like, from aside on, from guys. you know it, that's not new. I mean, it just used to be called it's the. Not it new, just used to but... be called the Illuminati or like. Uh, yeah, that is The true. stone cutters yeah, okay. or the, whatever. Or the, the 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 Freemasons, Freemasons or whatever. and all that. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I that, that that none of that is new. But on 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 the whole, talking about the actual show. I felt like the ending was okay. I don't really care that it was an open-ended ending because I don't really think it needs much more. Like, like you could be like, oh, you know, you can follow him on his path to justice or whatever. I'm like, I don't think... I don't want that. Here's the mm-hmm. thing. More Here's the thing. Like, like, every, 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 every plot, every story, 
uh, work of fiction can have plot holes. Even real life has plot holes. Uh, they're just called mistakes. But like, it's weird <laughs> because how can, why is Gion the only person who's ever done this? Who's ever, oh, I've won the billions and billions and billions of dollars. Why is he the first one to try and seek justice? It's like, well, that seems like a big gap because he can't be the only righteous man who's ever won, you know? But on the whole, I'd rather. And I, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I'm fine with a with a with a whole of an ending. Like, yeah. I personally think it should have just ended with him um, going onto the plane. Yes. Either him going onto the plane, or it should have just ended with his sort of like. It also like equivalently also could have ended with him right. um, that scene where he's on the riverbank at night, sure, and he's like drinking flipping the and car stuff. back and forth. Yeah, I and drink. Here's, yeah, like I think it, it could have ended in either of those places. I, I don't need more. Here's uh, I'm gonna bring up three quick things, uh, but we're not gonna talk about it too much. Uh, number one, how much money do you think he gave up to uh, the grandma and the kid? It seemed like, I mean, I couldn't, so, okay, so here's the thing. I can't count, but it was, like, it was a suitcase full. So I'm going to guess, like, at least, like, a 24th of it or a 16th of it. What was was his winnings? Was it 410 million? No, it was, like, billions. No, 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 it's 400, no, no, in in U.S. dollars, in U.S. dollars, Canadian dollars, it would have been about 450 million dollars. Total, total is what he won. So. Two two suitcases. It was two suitcases no, full of. Cash, it was just right? one. It was no. one big one uh, sort of uh, luggage case of yeah of cash. Uh, I'm going to pull this out of my butt. I'm going to say that it was a couple hundred thousand. Per? Because cash is not dense. Mm-hmm. I think it's the exact I guess, opposite. Yeah, I think cash is very dense. I'm pretty sure. I'm guessing he gave up half so like a lot of the con it's about context here he said he also said that here is the money i own i owe to your son right so that implies that it's either half or if he's sort of it might even be two thirds. yes it might be two-thirds because he feels like he owes the girl yeah right I actually like that explanation. I think that. Makes I think he actually. Yeah. I mean, not to say that uh, he's left with about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is, or hundred fifty thousand, one hundred and fifty million dollars, which is nothing to scoff at. But it's like I have a feeling that uh, he left. He gave away a most lot of, it. of because you also remember how much remorse he had about it. Like he well, he goes, he withdraws ten thousand won, which is literally about ten dollars, and he's like. This is what I need. This is what I'm using right now. Uh, obviously, he ends up using more of it because we see him in a suit and stuff like that later that he's all cleaned up. Yeah, he gets a haircut like, and blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to revise. I'm going to say it was probably around $5 million. You think it was only $5, five million? Mil? I think it's a lot more. I really do. I think, I, for one thing, you, you five, should look up yeah. how much how much cash can be condensed. Like, like it was fi- it was a $50,000 note. I'm just thinking based on last which is a $50 time when note. I bought my car, my used car, I had uh, three and a half grand in my pocket. Uh-huh. And I'm just trying to remember made of, how, made of how hundreds? much money that actually Made of hundreds? Like. Made of hundreds. See, that wouldn't have been very much. I think, in a physical no, form. In a physical but form. But anyways, 30, that's... that's 30 bills deep? Yeah. 
That's that's point number one. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think from a story perspective that like two thirds of it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Continue. Uh, point number two. What was your second point? Is do you think he should have gotten on that plane? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, to your point exactly, like, there's, I, I, I find it hard to believe that if this is a, you know, this is a thing that's been happening in Korea for decades, mm-hmm. as evidenced by the, the yeah. books, and we know that it's happening internationally. Well, as he doesn't as, know that. Sure, he doesn't know that. Yeah. But we, as the viewer, know that. Um, we know that's been happening for decades, and we've been having it happen globally. There's no reason to believe that he is the first righteous person to want to be like, this system is bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... So here's my perspective on it. He should have fucking disappeared from their sites as best as he could have because the 450 million that he won was effectively their pocket change. Yes, I was going to say. It sounds like a huge amount of money for to us. It's a fraction. It's what they could afford to dangle as a carrot on a stick. To, to, to put it into perspective, Elon Musk this week had to sell enough uh, Tesla stock to cover his taxes. Wow. His taxes were fifteen billion. Yikes! Right. So that is so like four hundred more than thirty times more what he won were just Elon Musk's taxes. taxes. So mm. it's like he doesn't like. Let's say we get a sequel. This guy doesn't have a hope in hell. No, mm-hmm. no. He could have four hundred and fifty million in his pocket, and that's just their pocket change. The only way he wins is main character syndrome. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if you're exceedingly wealthy, wealthier than more people could ever dream to be after winning the Squid Game, you are not wealthy enough to take them on. Just get on the plane and live a happy life and make sure your daughter grows up without pain. Right. Because uh, you know what? The pain of never seeing her dad again and never having her her dad in her life again is uh, far worse than just about anything else. If you can be in her life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think a lot of this sums up my feelings on the fact that you need to have someone help you set up that cultural subtext because Netflix ain't going to do it for you. Yeah, I kind of, th- this is kind of like weird, but I remember when I used to read tons and tons of manga, a lot of the times, either in the sort of like appendix section of the manga or yeah. even as like a foreword, mm-hmm. there would be sort of like a cultural, like a couple of pages of just cultural breakdown yeah. and honorifics that were used. And so the honorifics would be included, right? Like your your Chan or your Sama or your mm-hmm. Kun or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there was like a little appendix that would break down not only what they meant and why they were included, mm-hmm. but what they meant in a, in a broader sense of like, here's how relationships work um, between students in Japan. And here's yeah. how relationships work between people in an office at Japan. Um, so that like, you know, it gave you like a little bit of cultural background because I remember like, so I've, I have a bunch of friends who are really into Chinese dramas mm. and that has been, I, because I've never seen Chinese dramas before, there's tons of like little gaps like that where I'm like, I'm sure there's something going on here and I'm just missing it because I don't have that sort of like mm-hmm. boilerplate mm-hmm. of basic info. I'm pretty sure at one point or another, I was legitimately wondering what kind of a pie a sen pie was <laughs> and what kind of a fruit a sen must be. That's, that's amazing. 
Senpai. Yep. Oh my goodness. That's and amazing. And that stuff is cool. It's cool to learn. Like mm-hmm. we live in a very uh, connected global society. It's cool to learn about other people's cultures and kind of see how language and, and culture and relationships mm-hmm. have evolved and changed and what they look like around the world. You know, things, the way that we interact with people in the workplace and at school and interpersonally here in Canada is, you know, it's it's different from the States, but it's not too, too far removed from the States, but it's very different from, you know, Japan or Korea or China. And it's also going to be very different from, you know, places like, uh, South Africa or uh, Nigeria, yeah. and it's going to be different from places in Europe. I, for one, places like Brazil, and can't wait to see yeah. um, all the spinoffs of Squid Game, whether it's official Squid Game or just uh, you know copies of things Squid Game. From I'm okay it. with it because, mm-hmm. like, like, I want to see, game. I want to see things like uh, you know, in different regions of the world, we all we've all played different but similar types of like childhood games that you could base these yeah. like survival games off of. Like in Canada, it would be like hopscotch and jump rope mm-hmm. and grounders. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> oh, I was going to say the floor is lava would be great for it. Yes. But I'm pretty sure that was actually a reality TV. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like it's it. for Perfect us, it's for somewhere, it's exactly. somewhere like what incorporating American Ninja warrior, but into a battle royale instead where people die if they lose yeah it's american ninja warrior but you the the, the consequence is you die <laughs> yep i heard you like monkey bars oh Here, god you have to climb across these monkey bars but there's a 500 foot drop yeah uh death and trapifying all of my childhood fears great yeah uh i think yep on that note we will also end. We have played the game, These which is will see you the next week. Yes, uh, next <laughs> as long as we cross all the bars. Next week's podcast is somewhat related to fall anime that I may or may not have forgotten to talk about as a setup. <laughs> Ooh, so uh, my bad, but it'll still be fun. <laughs> Thanks for your patience. Everything Love will you. be fine. I was too busy. Okay, exactly. I was just busy. I forgot. He was busy watching just Game of the Squid. In the human broth. Yes. Busy. At the hot springs. Mm. That too. Mm. That was important. And watching Indeed. Kung Fu Hustle. Indeed. It was great. Oh, nice. yeah. See, that's important. Yeah. So we're good. Gonna do a, we're going to try and do a group cosplay one day of Kung Fu Hustle characters. <gasps> that would be amazing. That's That was the true thing that was decided there. Anyways. Who's going to be the landlady? Whoever wants to be the landlady. Is it we haven't figured it out yet. I have a loud voice. We know you look good in high heels. You don't know that. You can't prove it. Goodbye. <laughs> can too. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.